Hello again, I am Sam Vasquez, and this is Fall Risk. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Fall Risk. Today on the show, we've got not one, but two pretty awesome people uh, today. We have Travis Schumacher and Brittany Ganser on the show. Hi, hello, how are you guys? How is, how's everything going? Hello. Hello, we're doing good. Doing very good. It's uh, fall risk at night, right? Fall risk at night right now. Yeah. Uh, we got some drinks. We we are ready to hunker down and and talk about skydiving. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So enough of the small talk. Let's get let's get into it. Let's talk about skydiving. Um, tell me a little bit individually about your jumping creds, like jump numbers, years in the sport, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Ladies first. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I started in July of 2020, so three seasons in. I think I have like 143 jumps, 144. Nice. Um, so yeah, pretty new jumpers. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I started in August of 2020, and I have 117 jumps. Nice. So we're babies. Uh, who who started jumping first? I did. I think I yeah. got one. Yeah. yeah, she's got a couple months on me, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. Uh, when did you guys meet in skydiving? Was it right away or was it a little while later? It was a while later. It was the Sup Girl Boogie in August. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Can, can you guys can you guys tell everybody, like everybody that's listening that doesn't know, you know, just for the record, just to be clear, like how you guys know each other, what your relationship is, like that kind of stuff. Well, we've been dating since uh, 2020. Uh, that would have been the tail end of the season. So yeah, two years now, a little over two years. And yeah, I, we just hit it off right away and started talking about deep subjects like the universe. And and uh, <laughs> I gave her my number and I didn't get hers. And she went on a hiatus for six weeks. <laughs> and, and I figured I, I might not hear from her again. And she hit me up right when she got back. And now yeah, we just... Uh, Hung out platonically a couple times and then in just, you know, connected, clicked. Very cool. So you guys have been together for two years then now. Yep. Yep. Nice. Awesome. Um, how did you guys start getting into skydiving? Like what was the thing that kickstarted or like motivated you to go do your first jump? How did that happen? Well, um, I I started watching VHS tapes of my neighbor Judy Abrahamson when I was a kid. She's got about eight hundred and some odd jumps. She she jumped in Baldwin, um, and it was just something I always wanted to do. And I, I kind of knew that I would just go do AFF and would do a tandem. And I just never did it. And then finally. It happenstance, you know, I called Clay George. I was at a at a bar one night and some friends were there that knew Clay and his name got brought up and I was like, oh, we should call him. And he answered. It was like two in the morning. <laughs> of course he did. Of course yeah, he answered yeah, at two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I asked him, you know, about the tunnel. I was interested in going there and just trying it out. And it was uh, kind of during COVID. So he was like, ah, I don't know what's going on with the tunnel, but I know the DZ's taking new students. And that kind of perked my ears up. And I just took it as a sign and went for it. And a couple of days later, was out there and, and yeah, nice. it worked out. How about you, Brittany? Well, mine perhaps is a little different than most. There's <laughs> <laughs> actually a Tinder date uh, with 
I've heard uh, this story. I completely yeah. forgot about this. Oh, no. I'm yes, sorry. Yeah, I wanted to do a skydive for my first date. And how can I say no to that? I was like, heck yeah, I'm skydive. And he's like, uh, something about it being his line, you know, asking girls to yeah. go skydiving and no one took it up on him. So I think like two days later, I showed up and, you know, after you, um, after he pitched, he like loosened my straps. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, dude, if you don't like me, just like say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like my worst fear but it was pretty cool <laughs> and after that I, I wanted to go again so oh god <laughs> well then I meet her and she tells me the story and I'm like man how am I gonna top that oh first? dude you know? no no topping required oh my god oh man all right so that's fun that's cool did you guys so Brittany you did a, a tandem first um Travis did you do AFF right away or did you do a tandem first I did AFF right away. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So, did you? So, for Brittany, did you do AFF at STC? No, I did STC because um, it was something my dad always has wanted to do. So, so we checked okay. out STC, and then I had Liam, and then he told me about the whole student program, and mm -hmm. I think I came back the next week. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's super cool. Can you guys? Can either one of you remember what your first jump, like your first AFF jump, was like? I think so. Yeah, I had brought one of my friends with for her first tandem, and I was starting class that day. Um, and I remember I had you and Rocco as my instructors, and I just remember being scared, so scared to jump out like by myself for the first time. I was horrified. Um, and then I just remember a little bit about like altitude awareness and like doing my checks for my um, full ripcord, whatever you call it. Yeah, ripcord. <laughs> Oh, and then I remember getting to the well. Okay, should we tell the story about my first landing? Or it's a sure. great story. Yeah, you oh tell God. what you want. You tell us what you want to tell us. You All right. so <laughs> you know you go through class and like you know do like do your turns. Just like pull it down to your ear. All that had just escaped my mind. Dinger was on the radio, and she's like right turn, and I punched it all the way right. And she's like no, no, no left turn. So I punched it all the way left and and did a nose dive right in the cornfield. Um, and just like what, somebody came and got me. I remember just nose full of dirt, and you're like, "You want to go again?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> Legend. <laughs> just like walk, smile, and like dirt all over my face. Yeah, you're just like you were. You were like happy to be there, man. Like, just, yeah, know. I'll turn right. Yeah, I'll turn left. No big deal. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. That's just super funny. It. Especially, especially when you consider like some of the people who come in and who are like very timid, like just their size and their, you know, <laughs> yeah. general demeanor on the ground and stuff. And you put them underneath the canopy and they're like, Oh my God, what if I break it? What if I pull on this too hard in it and it tears or it falls off. And then you're just here. Like how, how tall are you? Five, five, two, five, one. No, not even. I'm four eleven. 411 you're you're 411 you just walk in here and be like Shh, i got this and then like i heard the story the first time from c2 we were hanging out on the bus oh and he was telling it all animated and he was like yeah i knew right away this girl's got it like right <laughs> there. Like, after that experience yeah i knew it was in it after that crash landing and i was just laughing about it i was like let's do it again let's go <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's a great that's a great first story or a great yeah. first jump uh travis do you remember yours? Yeah, mine is not that exciting. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I I don't remember it all that well. I got video, so I've gone back and watched it. Um, and I remember being, you know, really scared. Uh, I had never jumped before. So, you know, it was all going through my head. Like, what am I doing? Like, back out, just back out. And, 
And I didn't, you know, I went for it. Uh, Byron was, and I remember Byron, I can't remember who my other instructor was, but, um, and I was so like hyper fixated on what I had to do that I didn't realize that my altimeter crossed over zero after, um, you know, we got up to altitude. So he was laughing when I got to the ground because, because <laughs> he said, uh, you think something was wrong there, bud? Because we get out <laughs> of the plane and he's like, he's like, most people just like, you know, they blank out or, you know, they struggle at first and then, you know, whatever, maybe have a little delay. And here you are tapping on your altimeter, like showing me that it's broken. <laughs> Because, you know, it read zero and I'm like, well, I'm clearly not on the ground. So, you know, what's going on here? And he's like, first thing out of the plane, never done this before. And you're like telling me your equipment's busted. He's like, way to go, dude. He's like, I got to laugh <laughs> over that. Um, but I, I loved it. I landed and I went up two more times. I, I just was hooked right that away. That same day? Yep. Same oh, day. Nice. nice. You guys both did multiple jumps your first day. That's pretty impressive. Nicely done. Yeah, we we ballsy i like it. <laughs> uh very cool very cool not a lot of people remember a ton about their first skydive to be honest so it's pretty cool i mean i mean to be fair though too like you guys it was just a few years ago for you guys you know so it's yeah uh, it's pretty cool to ask like a wide variety of people you know whether or not they remember it and like it's fun to it's fun to get that that uh especially after you get a little bit of experience under your belt it's fun to um kind of hear that story and hear how you guys uh talk about it these days you know now that you have more information and you laugh about yeah. it and you're like i was just you know and we do consider ourselves very very new jumpers you know ah. it, it's funny though you know because people when they ask you how many jumps do you had and say 117 and they've never had a jump so that's a lot to them but it's like yeah you have no idea you know you think a carry and, mm -hmm. and 20 probably 22,000 now, I would say, because it was 21 when I started. It's something like that. I have that. no idea. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. And it's like 117 is is nothing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I get asked that same question. It, it means like, it means nothing. Like jump numbers, uh, at least from my my perspective, like jump numbers mean nothing. Like you could be, you could have 15,000 jumps and not know how to do one basic part of skydiving, you know, and be, be really terrible at that bit. It, you know, so it, I don't know, like, I have 6,000 jumps and it's like, I'm still a baby in comparison to some of the people I look up to, you know? So it's just, it's just like, it's all relative. Like it's all relative. Yeah. doesn't really mean anything like. Yeah. That's a good point. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you guys are great. I think you guys are going to be awesome. Super rock solid skydivers. You, I mean, you already are, but like, you're going to be, you know, rock stars in the future. So like, doesn't. Well, doesn't... we think you're great too, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. We're excited too, you know, that we are so young that we have so much to learn yet. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, so how old are you guys, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 28. I'm 35. Yeah, you guys are like in prime time right now in terms of skydiving. You got so much time that you guys could do this for and like build up so much experience and so much time in the sport. Like, you're gonna, you guys are gonna be rock stars someday. <laughs> anyway, uh, have you guys done any tunnel time? A little bit. I think I have like a little under two hours. Um, you had suggested that I go after my cat B before my cat C. So I did a couple times. And then, then once we started dating, we had a couple of dates at the tunnel, but back when they would let people like us fly together without a ton of experience and stuff. So yeah, those were the golden days. Those were the golden days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got a, about seven and a half hours. Mm -hmm. in the tunnel. Did you ever start back flying Brittany or was it all belly flying? 
yeah we had started on back flying and I was starting to get to the transitions to knees and then I don't think I came back after that <laughs> okay that's fair no that's totally fair um where did you leave off Tra- uh, Travis on your skill set um so I was signed off on back flying and then um working on sit flying and yeah that was pretty much it where I left it and then there was too many gaps in between the times that I was going there to where I just wasn't picking up enough you know mm-hmm. so okay yeah. do you think it was useful for you guys at all like the 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 tunnel like I I definitely think it was especially like starting out where you know well you were my coach but so I had one-on-one time with you and you know just being able to get back in there after you mess up instead of, you know, all the anxiety of getting out of the plane and X, Y, Z, it just mm-hmm. made me a lot more comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. In certain skill sets. Um, I noticed when, you know, we do a lot of belly jumps, um, Brittany, you know, was part of a, a four-way team there for a little bit and she got some knowledge with belly flying and that obviously helped her a lot because we'll jump with people that, um, you know, that they'll talk on the ground about, their belly skills and you'll get in the air and we'll outfly them. I mean, and, and from a humble standpoint, it, we do though, we do. Um, humble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, for real, it, it's it, cause we don't say much. We just, we are very humble skydivers and um, we seem to get to where we need to go. And what's funny is immediately when I say that um, I will totally screw up my next jump. <laughs> But, uh, you know, there's people that have a lot higher jump numbers than us that will funnel the dive. And and I feel that um, with her four-way experience and, you know, I spent a lot of time messing around on my belly in the tunnel. And I think that that helps a lot. Some people every now and then you get you get a random person who's like, I just don't, you know, I feel like I could have done this, like what I did in the tunnel in the sky, you know. Um, so it's always pretty cool to to get people's um, honest perspectives about what they got out of it. and. Uh, how it how it pertains to their current progression you know i can talk about it super analytically as a coach but it's way way more important and way cooler to hear from people who actually actually are currently going through it or or have a very uh a recent correlation with it if that makes sense yeah i don't know if i'm saying it right but like yeah that yeah ultimately it was a lot of fun you know it's like the tunnel starts up and it it just didn't matter. Every single time my heart would start pounding, I'd feel the <laughs> nerves going, you know, and you'd feel the vibration on your feet. And it was just a blast, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure my progression could have been a lot better if I would have uh, been a little more consistent, you know. Yeah, but. I mean, you you got to work within your means, you know, like you can't just be there. Yeah. I mean, if you ha- if I had the money, I would be there every single day, right? <laughs> but but I don't have the money. So I have to pick and choose when I, when I can go, go these days. So I understand, I get it. Like you want to get in there as frequently as you can, but sometimes you got to take breaks. And especially since you're a dad, you know, like you have, or you're a dad, you're a dad. You want to yeah. say, yeah, you're a dad. Yeah. Tell yeah. people you're a dad. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm a dad. Yeah. Ellie, Ellie was in there flying, you know, three years old. You, you flew her. <laughs> I love Ellie. Ellie is great. She's the coolest little girl I've ever met. She's great. Don't tell me this since I said that. Yeah, she's all about you. Yeah. You are her favorite drop zone person. Oh, she's awesome. She's so she's so stinking cute and she's so nice too, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. haven't seen her in her like her, her sassy face. I haven't seen her at, at all in any of that stuff, but and I'm sure she's had one at some point, but yeah. Oh yeah, she has. And and speaking of devil, Sam, we heard a small little knock on the okay. door. All right. And, no worries. Uh, we can yeah. wait. 
Yeah. Do you need to go? Do you need to go check on her? That's fine. Nope, nope. She was just knocking on the door. Say, she was just. Curious. Hi, Allie. How are you? <laughs> yes, I yes, like special that. guest. <laughs> special guest, Ellie. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like your shirt. Who is that on your shirt? Elsa. Elsa and Anna. Anna. That's pretty cool. Little Miss Ellie's had two flights in the tunnel. Hey, Ellie. Yeah. Ellie, tell me about how what you remember about your tunnel time. What do you remember about that? Was it windy? On the flight when I was doing all by myself, I was so I got fooled the first time when I got you were holding on to Sam. Yeah, yeah, you were I holding remember. on to her tight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really windy, wasn't it? You went and she flew with Jason, and she said she wanted to mention how she flew all by herself for a second when she flew with Jason. Nice, that's so that was cool. that was two years in between the time she flew with you mm-hmm. and then when she flew with Jason. That's pretty cool, though. You should feel pretty good about that, Ellie. You know what she came home talking about today? What's that? Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Alex said Bloody Mary three times in the mirror, and then she saw her. So then I went in the bathroom, and I uh... saw her. But then we smacked her. <laughs> I don't remember making that story up about it. I remember no, not I telling my mom I remember at being all. too chicken to do it, actually, like, in the dark. I'd be like, oh. Yep. I was way too chicken. I never did it. I, I think there was one time where I stood in the bathroom with the lights off, staring at the mirror, considering it. And then I was like, nah. <laughs> like, just yeah, the door like, like, what if it's real? even at like even at like eight or nine years old even at even at that age I was like yeah this isn't worth it (laughs) no thank you even six yet I was like how are you hearing about this I am I am impressed though like 30 years have gone by I am so impressed that that is still a thing like (laughs) they have not let go oh my god it's a weird tangent (laughs) weird tangent let's (laughs) um all right so we talked about tunnel time talked about Ellie getting into the tunnel Guest appearance yeah. by Ellie. That was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what is your current rig setup like? I assume this is your first rig, right? For both of you? Yeah. Yep. Okay. What are you currently packing? What do you currently got? <laughs> um, I have a Sabre 2 150 and a Wings. Um, okay. It's pretty, pretty ancient. Uh, <laughs> the Wings or the Sabre 2? Uh, the Wings. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Sabre 2 is getting pretty old, too. I'm looking, I'm in the market. For a new new setup here, so that's fair. She she hates her rig. Okay. Did you yeah. hate it when you first got it, or did you hate it after people commented on it? No, I mean it was good for a long while. I'm just ready to downsize. Number one, okay. Um, it's a little bit better fitting um, harness for it, so because I'm so that's small. Fair. But it was a smoking deal at the time. I mean, it still is, but yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. skydiving on a budget. You know, I get <laughs> it. I hear you. It snivels uh, and, uh-huh. and it, it's it, so bad. So bad. <laughs> it's it's like she'll pitch before me and I'll watch her snivel for like a good, I don't know, 700 feet because I'll deploy and, and I'm already under canopy and I'm watching her still drop. Mm-hmm. Saber twos are notorious for sniveling, like for like a yeah. thousand feet. They are notorious for that. <laughs> yeah. Pull high, pull high, girl. Um, I got a javelin. I got a 170 pulse. Okay. Um, I really like it. I was told that you know the pulse is a little bit of a slower canopy, mm-hmm. uh, and is good for beginners. So I I felt pretty uh pretty confident getting my new rig and going off of rental gear cool very cool 
Um, what do you guys do outside of skydiving for work, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I'm actually going back to an old job, so I'll be working from home, um, selling group guided luxury tours to senior folks mostly. So, yeah, guided tours to where? Um, anywhere you really want to go: ah. Australia, Alaska, Europe. Are you, are you a travel agent? Is that what you do? Or no, that... no, I okay. just like sell the tours. I'm the person they call. Okay. Um, yeah, it's pretty all right. They sent me to Alaska in 2019, so that was cool. That's awesome. What part? What part of Alaska did you go to? Uh, like Glacier Bay, Ketchikan, Juneau area. So the I didn't get to see uh, Denali or nothing. Next time. Awesome. Very cool, Travis. Um, I own and operate a fireplace store and installations. Okay. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, a decade. Dang. I know. So if anybody has any fireplace questions, they should go to you. Yeah. You can hit me up. I'll help them. <laughs> Yeah. they're pretty sweet yeah we had two of them put in the house and they're pretty yeah after pretty years awesome. of designing fireplaces i finally was able to design two of my own and oh wait so you you design them you don't just sell yeah, them we'll, you design them we'll design like the whole um layout you know framing um yeah how i'm going to get gas lines to the fireplace um basically finishing work you know stonework things like that Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what do you guys like to do besides skydiving in terms of like hobbies? What do you guys like to do? All sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. camping, backpacking, kayaking, snowboarding, skiing, um, skateboarding. Yeah. Lots of stuff. <laughs> yeah. We've also been getting back into our like arts a little bit, you know, we've been painting and getting into wire wrapping. He's been yeah. making a couple songs so nice i don't know if anybody knows <laughs> but travis is about to drop a bomb yeah for some yeah. people well i've been doing hip-hop since i was like 15 and it started off with something that was kind of fun and and you know it's me and my friends would just joke around and i just had kind of a natural knack for the structure of songs and developing songs and and before you know what i released an album when i was 22 and then I took a hiatus for a few years because it was feeling a bit like a job. Um, and I came back to it uh, and I don't know, dropped maybe like 10, 10 or 12 more songs and took a break again for a couple of years. And now I'm kind of getting back into it. So yeah, it's nice. primarily hip hop with a few different uh, genres of, you know, I'll, I'll do some harmonizations and stuff like that, but mainly hip hop. Cool. And it's actually pretty good. You know, when I first met him, he's like, yeah, I rap. I'm like, how many people I've met that said that? <laughs> so I was yeah. pleasantly surprised. Yeah. yeah. Well, people I, see they don't, they, it, it, like, I always get a surprise look whenever I say that I'm into hip hop. So I don't, I don't say it all that often. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty reluctant to tell people that I do that because um, it is <laughs> something that I love to do, you know, and and I wasn't someone that really listened to a lot of hip hop growing up. I was more of an oldies, like seventies rock person. So mm -hmm. it just kind of landed in my lap and happened to have a natural talent for it. So it, yeah, it's funny because that was exactly how she looked at me when I said that I, I, I rap. Like, <laughs> I can okay, just imagine bro. it. Sure you do. <laughs> no, I think I've, um, who told me, I'm pretty sure it was Clay. Clay told me at one point that like, Oh yeah, you know, trap like he's a he raps. Like you should check it out online. This is his like shoebox rhymes, right? 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. like this is his handle. Like go look up uh, go look it up on YouTube. And I think I listened to a couple and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Where wow. Okay. Like this is this is <laughs> yeah. different. Like, all right, cool. And then yeah. um uh completely lost the information for a little while until somebody else brought it up. And I was like, I know you should go check this out. This is amazing. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, do you are you okay with uh, uh dropping like your channel link in like the show notes? Is that okay? Or do you not yeah, want no, that I, info out there? That's fine. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. Shoebox rhymes. Um, so yeah, my last name is Schumacher. So that's and I kept all my notebooks in a shoebox. So that's kind of where that came from. <laughs> I like that. Yep. That's clever. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Miss Britt? What do you What do you like to do outside of skydiving? Yeah, a lot, lot of stuff outside. Um, and then I've been learning how to snowboard. How's that going? Uh, it's going okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> had to get just picked up like an old board, you know. I had to get it sharpened and waxed, so waiting for it to come back. But I don't know. Okay. Otherwise, doing some wire art, getting back into painting a little bit, some art on my iPad with Procreate and whatnot. So cool. Awesome. flown again. I don't know anything about these festivals. So I've seen a couple of photos of you at like different festivals and whatnot. Like, what are those all about? Uh, raves. Yeah. It's electronic music. And <laughs> if we don't want to talk about it, that's okay. Sorry. Oh, can, um, I don't know. It's just something me and my sister got into. And it's something we just do to bond together now. Cause I don't get to see her as often. And I used to make fun of her. I was like, how do you listen to this shit? Like, honestly, <laughs> like garbage. And she took me to my first show and then I understood what it was all about. And I love it now. So. Yeah, like Electric Forest is the one we try to go to every year. It's in like Rockbury, Michigan. Good vibes. So it's always a cool. Good time. Nice. Awesome. Let's go transition back onto skydiving a little bit here. Uh, what is your favorite kind of jump? Where do you have the most fun when you're skydiving? Lately, it's been sit flying, um, learning how to sit fly. But I also really like four ways. Um, Mary and Charlie and um, Brian and all them had like kind of took me under their wing mm -hmm. and I learned so much out of that. So I like doing those still, but yeah, learning how to do new things like sit flying or flat tracking in the last season. That, I, that I agree with that hundred percent. We do a lot of our jumps together, of course, as a skydiving couple, which is fantastic um, because we're both kind of at that same um, progression level where we're getting a little more interested and we've been very safe with our progression to mm -hmm. ask a ton of questions and be very careful about understanding jump run and, and going with people that are very skilled and willing to teach us. So mm -hmm. uh, that has led us to, yeah, some free flying and, and sit flying and, and then movement, you know, we did a movement jump with Brendan and that was, that was a blast. It was just, you know, flat track and, and uh, he let us out and we actually docked during it in our first uh flat track jump and it was just really exciting so that's kind of where we're at where we're just excited to learn more about that stuff okay you talked about a four-way team Britt what is going on with that um yeah so I kind of fell out of that I mean just the com like time commitment and things I wasn't down with that but um I really liked it um I did it for a season I think we did a couple competitions um but I just loved it. Learned how to work with the team, how to exit the plane, different maneuvers, your body position, all that kind of stuff. So I really liked it. I just couldn't keep up with the time commitment and yeah. things like that. So. Maybe sometime in the future, right? Um, is there like one or two jumps that really stand out as like being super memorable for you guys or like a favorite jump? What do you think? Well, there's quite a few of them, but I think my number one most favorite jump was um, in Buckeye, Arizona. So that was my first skydive 
after my A license that I had done away from the home drop zone. And I had like met them there the day before and they closed super early in Arizona, like 2.30. So I got there at like two. They weren't doing any jumps. So they like gave me a beer and invited me back in the morning. And there was only like eight of us and they arranged this whole jump for me. And like, I had just met these people and we did a hybrid and that was like the coolest jump I had ever done at the time. And <laughs> it just like gave me a really big insight about like what the community's like. And like, that's why I was so gung-ho to get my lessons in the first place was be able to do some jumps on my trip out West. Um, and then another one, I just was like, so shook that <laughs> you have to go on a jump with Mikey and like all those really prolific flyers, all of his friends and stuff. And like, they woke us up and they're like, you want to go? And I'm like, but me, I only have so many jumps. <laughs> it was probably my two favorite. That's awesome. Was that just recently or was that a while ago? No, it was like two seasons ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been 2021. I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah, but that was cool. at the time, that would have been our biggest speed star. I think there was 11 of us. And um, I mean, it was all Mikey and his friends. So it came together like clockwork. Yeah. We really had yeah, to do yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, but I'm so nervous. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's pretty cool when people like that take you, you know, take you aside and say, let's go fucking skydive. Like that is pretty rad. Yeah, um, it's an honor. Yeah, it's, man. I just actually, if you, if you go back and listen to Dave's episode too, um, uh, he talks a little bit about that, about why it's so important to keep doing that for newer jumpers, like why it's important to like, because it, he said something about, and you tell me if you think this is legit. He, he said something about how that one jump can push people for the next 50, like the next 50 jumps after 100%. that, like, yeah. like a jump like that can, can motivate you to keep jumping. Like, so if you're feeling weird or if you're feeling like, I don't really know if I want to do this because it's like, not, I'm not making progress or whatever you go out and jump with someone who will absolutely make sure that that skydive works and then you're good for like the next 50 before you need another you know kind of like hit like that essentially so yeah that's 100 percent accurate i mean I, I i can think of times where the community has revamped me where i've had doubts you know of if i'm going to complete stuff or if i can hang on skydives you know and and when people are supportive it, it just goes a, a long ways you know, mm -hmm. and your confidence in future skydives. So yeah, well cool. said. For sure. And get excited again too, you know? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. All right. Same question though for you, Travis. Uh, memorable, memorable jumps. Tell me e about them. Easy answer for my most okay. memorable jump would be hot air balloon jump. Um, yeah. So we went on an Arizona trip last year and brought my, uh, my niece with to watch, uh, Ellie. And we got a couple days out on the DZ, but mainly we were there to, to jump from a hot air balloon. I had got my B license specifically for that. And Brittany already had hers. So, um, we had two attempts where we got winded out hmm. and a third attempt, we would have had to wake up at it was like four in the morning. So we were kind of having our doubts because we were like, well, geez, we drove all the way out there just to be denied both times. And mm -hmm. it really sucked to wake up at four and, and then just get denied again. So yeah. we uh, kind of won it because it was cold and, and we didn't expect it to be as cold as it was. So we didn't have uh, the gear at altitude that we needed. So we bought like some gas station stuff <laughs> on the way. <laughs> <laughs> and just wong it and got like a, a windbreaker for Brittany and some just like crappy like truck stop gloves that that worked for us. 
and uh, it, it was looking like it might uh, get canceled, but then we went and, and it worked out. And the whole time we were wondering, Jesus, is this even going to work? And everything worked out beautifully. You know, we went up and it wasn't as cold as we thought because it, it was a little bit warmer that day. And, and, just the silence of the jump and just a you know, whole different feel of not hearing the noise of the plane. And it was just a wild experience. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. I love yeah. the video. You can just hear me screaming. <laughs> yeah, she had like a hundred jumps at that time or, or close to, you know, it's just funny because she's like, why am I so nervous? You know, I don't get this nervous in the plane. And it's just a different experience than what you're used to. And this, yeah. the silence, I think, is what can kind of get to you, even if you're a little bit more experienced, it still was just, you know, I had the same experience when I did my first balloon jump too, as well. And in fact, I think, so I've got about how many do I have? I think I have two or three now, but when I did my very first one too, as well, like I was super nervous and I was with people who I thought who were, who were like my mentors at the time, I guess. And, um, they were warning me about what was going to happen and how it was going to feel different and stuff. And like standing on the edge or climbing over like the basket is super, really like super unreal. You're so (laughs) used to like bracing against the wind, you know, like your all your muscles are like activated to like, kind of keep your, keep your composure and your, and your stance and your balance in the door. It's a way different thing. (laughs) <laughs> on the edge of a on the edge of a, a balloon that's basically just like drifting along yeah like and then i don't know if you know this um human beings have a, fe- a natural feel of or a fear of falling like we're it's like an innate fear or fear that we're born with um so when you're standing on the edge of something like that something that's like at a standstill your your body is like hardwired to uh react with that fight or flight yeah feeling so um you're you're afraid of falling off the thing but like you always got to remind yourself like that's kind of the point isn't it like yeah yeah <laughs> like, it's kind of the point but it, it is different you know like because you're not moving so you you feel way more disoriented off of something like that it's probably pretty similar to how i imagine base would feel to begin with you know yeah it's pretty cool though right those Instagram posts are so misleading. They give you a ledge on all those <laughs> posts. There was no ledge. And I'm like not even five foot. I can barely reach the top to like balance to get on the, yeah, the side of the yeah. balloon. That was no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some some balloons are like that and some balloons don't have any of that extra stuff, you know, added to it. So yeah. we didn't get the fancy one. No, we didn't. <laughs> you got to go and uh, find one that has a swing and see if you can use the swing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, someone brought a rope and they did suspend themselves they, like, from the rope. 30 feet down the rope and then jumped. It was yeah. kind of weird. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, it was weird. Well, he wanted to get footage of his friends leaving uh, the basket. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. What um where did you guys go to do this? Where I, I must have missed it. Eloy. Eloy. Yep. Okay. Yep. Where did I go? I think I went, I think I did both of mine in Paris, California. And the guy that's there, um, I forget what his name is, Dan. I think it's Dan the Balloon Man. I think that's what they call him. Um, <laughs> and he's got he's got two rope swings that you guys can use that are attached to the to the basket. And like if you're if you're fast enough, you can basically call dibs on one <laughs> with all the other people yeah. that are gonna go do the balloon jump. Give wow. it a shot next time. Gotta go do another one, right? <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah, we would definitely do another one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. What is your favorite thing about skydiving? Like as a whole? Uh, there's a lot of things. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I think a lot of people, um, I definitely, I mean, everybody says the community and it's absolutely true though. It, it's just like, we could not see each other for years and it would be no different for me and you, Sam, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I just know that without even having to ask you. 
Um, but outside of the community, which seems to be everybody's answer, is the opportunity for growth. Um, pun intended, it seems like the sky is the limit with skydiving. It, it, it's just amazing that once you learn that there's just no end to the skills that you can learn and how you can hone in on those and just get better and better and better the more you do it. So I think that is my favorite part about actually skydiving. It really is too, like with how technology is progressing and how everything is changing. I mean, I've been doing this for a little under two decades now. And what we, what is possible now was not possible 10 years ago, or was not even thought of 10 years ago, or was just in the beginning phases 10 years ago. And so it's like, it progresses a lot faster than you think. And it is like the, the sky's the limit. Like you, you have endless opportunities to keep trying and doing new things. Like you're absolutely right. That is a really cool perspective on that. So thank you. That was great. Um, all right, Britt, follow it up. <laughs> What's your favorite thing and about skydiving? Obviously, I love those things as well. But like, you know, it's those like 60 seconds of just bliss where nothing matters at all, where you can yeah. just get that time to yourself or whoever's with you in the sky to just be in the moment. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't think you can get any closer to the moment than that, you know? So yeah. Um, no bills, no kids, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've heard I've heard other people explain it kind of similarly. Um, there's a there's a guy that I used to go to, like I used to go to a camp just to train with him. If he was on the bill, I would go just to train with that guy because he's such a good coach. Um, <clears throat> but he uh he explained it in this video how it's like this primal like animal instinct essentially like. He was talking about in in terms of base, but I think it could still apply to like skydiving too as well. Um, jump off, you let everything else fade away, and it's like you're just focusing specifically on what's happening in the next thirty seconds or like five seconds at a time. You know, you're not thinking about what's coming next or what's happening after that. Like you're just taking it in from you're piece by piece by piece, and everything else just melts away. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great perspective. That's kind of what you were saying, right? Like that's yeah, yeah. That's the high. That's what we keep coming back for is that there's like Britt said, you know, there's nothing that will put you in the moment more than jumping. You, that, that's all you got when you're in the sky, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would actually like to look into the psychology of that someday about how or what why our brains do that you know, when we're doing stuff like this, that'd be kind of an interesting thing to get into. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much of a rabbit hole that would be, but it would be kind of cool to figure out what's going on chemically inside your brain when that kind of stuff yeah. is, is uh, occurring. Have you ever had that feeling with anything else? Like, has there ever been another activity that you've done just out of curiosity? Yeah. I mean, nothing identical to it, obviously, because it's just one of a kind sport, but, um, mm -hmm. I'd say dropping into like a triple black diamond uh, in a, in a bowl, you know, where you're, I mean, I don't even know how fast you're going in some of those, you got to be going 60, 70 miles an hour, you know, and, and, you know, you got fresh powder around you and that you're just in the moment and your heart's pounding because, you know, if you mess up, it's going to be nasty, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'd say that's the closest comparison that I have. That's fair. I can't relate to that at all. Cause I do not do snow sports. <laughs> <laughs> so so i will take your word for it i tried to learn yeah. to snowboard and it just was not for me <laughs> so it's a tough sport statistically one of the most failed sports i think there you is 
no, I don't skateboard at all either. I tried. <laughs> what is the, what is the, um, a wave board? What is that? I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know what you're talking about though. Yeah. I tried to learn that this summer and I was getting the hang of it, but by no means do I know how to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, Nah, skydiving is like my speed, which is super funny. I have terrible balance. I am not a good like snowboarder. <laughs> I am not a good, I'm not a good dancer. I'm not a good any of those things. Like, so I just, I'd rather be in the air. <laughs> it's my sport of choice too. So out of everything. <laughs> that is fair. That is very fair. All right. We're going to switch gears really quick. Okay. Um, We are going to talk a little bit about what it was like starting out skydiving. It's been over a decade <laughs> since I was what I would consider a new a new skydiver. Uh, um, so sometimes it's a little hard for instructors and or coaches or senior senior jumpers, experienced skydivers, um, to to kind of relate, you know, and understand what um, a student or a newer jumper is is experiencing, you know, or what is going through like going through their brain. So I'd like to pick your brain a little bit more specifically about some of the things that happened to you uh, when you started skydiving. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, cool. So like I said, it's been a while since I was a student in skydiving. Things have changed quite a bit. What was your student progression like? Was it easy? Was it difficult? Confusing? too fast, too slow. Like I think mine went really smooth, uh, but I also had a, a big goal in mind. So I started in July and I was leaving at the end of August. And my goal was to get my A license before I left for my six week trip out West. Okay. So I really just kind of hammered to the wall and we did two jumps my first day. And then I was back, you know, every time I could get off work or a couple hours here and there and uh, waiting out the winds was the hardest part probably but I think it went super smooth and like getting more comfortable there the more you go the more instructors you can talk to you know the more knowledgeable you get so I think I don't know I really liked my progression okay. um like it was really straightforward and I had a lot of great coaches and um cool yeah, I really all right it. yeah mine was a little slower um she was actually getting oh, me yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> get your a license already yeah um and, and you know she was anxious to start jumping with me so she was definitely uh breathing down my neck a little bit to move a little further. but I was really really cautious you know um in my 30s and I got a daughter mm -hmm. and and you know I wasn't trying to get hurt and uh you know I was intimidated I, I feel like you'd be stupid not to be intimidated by the mm -hmm. sport you know it, it don't make mistakes or they can be costly so I um I wouldn't you know, jump with anything, even if they said students could go up, you know, I wouldn't jump anything over like 10 miles an hour. So, and, and there was a couple of times I got criticized for that, but it was my approach and, and my approach only. So whatever made me feel comfortable. So it took me a, a while. <laughs> a long Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did. It's been 84 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once I got there, um, you know, it changed. And then I started to jump with my friends and, and I, I was there quite a bit as far as like staying the night when I would go mm -hmm. there. So I did get that reaction from people sometimes where they're like, you don't have your A license yet. <laughs> um, but at that point, when I got my A license, I already had quite a few friends at the DZ. So it, it, I hit the ground running after that and, and started stacking up my jump cool. numbers. So awesome. Um, what were the most thing or the most important things that you were focusing on in terms of like progression? Um, what like consumed your mind? Was it like safety? Was it uh skill set? Was it like advancement? What was 
what was the thing that was like the most, like the number one priority for you guys? Um, I'd say for me, it was like awareness in the sky because I struggled with that a lot. Okay. Learning to like stay on level with other people or how to like fly with another person and, um, you know, docking. I remember just like being so excited that, mm-hmm. you know, I could meet up with a guy like that. So I think mine was more like skills, like focused on like flying with other people and how can I keep up? Okay. Small person syndrome, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you, Travis? Uh, mine was definitely uh, canopy and, you know, my landing pattern, uh, making sure that I was doing everything right, not getting in people's way, just, you know, my head on a swivel, making sure that I was trying to learn some of the communication while under canopy and there was traffic because it was just really frightening. Um, everything else seemed like I could fix it and had plenty of time to fix it until that canopy was above my yep. head. <laughs> Yeah. And taking a canopy course that changed everything for me. And, um, up until then that, that really was, and and I still get a little intimidated and, and, uh, am very cautious when under canopy, but, um, yeah, once I took a canopy course that changed everything. Okay. How so? Like, if you don't mind me asking, um, well, I learned that, that I don't have to follow the set pattern that I was taught. So that was, that was the number one thing. I mean, a, a lot of other skills, it, it, seriously. Yeah, exactly. Mind blown, yeah. Right? So, like, mind blown. Yeah. And that like, when we went to Eloy, you know, Brittany did struggle with her pattern and landing because it is a whole different drop zone and they do those uh, tetrahedrons, mm-hmm. you know, that it... <laughs> she's shaking her head, like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> seriously. I'm so not happy. She was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> And she had some rough landings and that really um, opened up my eyes to how much I learned at that canopy course, because I didn't have problems with it because, you know, instead of following that 1,600, 300, I would trust my gut and I was landing exactly where I needed to every single time. So that, that was the number one skill that, you know, and it wasn't even a skill that I was taught, Mm -hmm. you know, so it wasn't like harness terms or anything like that. It was just the fact that I could think outside the box on the fly and, oh, I don't have to follow this exact pattern anymore. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it changes like in terms of what you think you're capable of, right? Like you feel more confident for certain things. Yeah, it really did. And, And that was one of the things that I would get from Brittany for feedback. She was like, you seem to land like pretty close to me if I land first. And, and, you know, she had noticed too, the, the progression that I had after that canopy mm-hmm. course. And unfortunately the one that she and I signed up for this season was canceled due to weather. Um, because that's something that I've been pushing because it is frustrating still for her uh, under canopy. And, and that's a good example of how much it does up your confidence is that she's got more jump numbers than mm-hmm. me. But when it comes to landing and, and the pattern, I, I definitely have more confidence in that. And that's all because of that course. It was worth every single penny. And we're talking a legit course, you know, not just to get your B license course, which there's a lot to learn from mm-hmm. that. But if that's what you're set out to do, is just get your B license. Yeah. She made that face like, her, I don't know. <laughs> it was well, okay. Well, she, cause, cause she did that. She took her B license canopy course and um, there was some information that was useful that she got in there, but it didn't even touch the information I got when I, when I took a legit canopy course. So it's definitely something I'm looking forward to. Cause yeah, it's canopy still skills still intimidate yeah. me. What's your most, um, 
important thing right now? What are you guys focusing on the most? I know we've been, we've had a couple of months since we've been skydiving regularly, but where did yeah. you leave off? Sit by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting to free fly and and um, jump run awareness. When you say jump run awareness, what do you mean? Um, so for one, identifying which direction jump run is going, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, which, you know, for new skydivers, I think even for some experienced skydivers, you know, I know Clay has got some stories of people that he jumped with in Lodi that had thousands of jumps that still didn't know how to determine which direction jump run went, <laughs> um, which blew my mind when he said that. But mainly for me, what I mean by that is when you're in the sky, there's so much going on to not lose your direction yeah. and know if you're crossing over jump run. Okay. So you mean like when you're in free fall, making sure you know which direction's which, even while you're doing something else. That's what you mean? Yep. Yep. Okay. Exactly. All right. I was curious if you meant like on the ground planning your skydive, if that was the hard part, or if it was like the awareness, like the spatial awareness while you're actually on your skydive. Like, yeah, hardest part is spatial awareness. The ground part is easy. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah. Yeah. But it's different, you know, when you're backsliding or. That is that is a totally a fair assessment, like to, or a totally fair thing to be concerned about because, um, you have to build it up just like anything else. And it, and it is confusing for a lot of people too, as well. Like, thank you for elaborating on that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, thank you for also having like the, the wherewithal <laughs> to know what it is you're like, you're, you're pinpointing. Cause a lot of the time when people don't know what they're like, when people have a problem, but they don't understand what the problem is, you have to ask them a bunch of questions in order to help yeah. them get to what it is they're specifically talking about. Yeah. So that's yeah, great. That's great. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. What do you feel like you excelled at when you first started skydiving? Or like, what do you feel like you're excelling at right now? What do you feel really good about? Like, we're going to take a moment to kind of just like pat yourself on the back. Like, tell me, tell me what it is that you feel like you're really doing well these days. I feel like I'm a pretty, pretty good belly flyer and like, you know, being able to do four-way skydives or like transitioning into sit flying now and being able to be in proximity with other people and like, just like, body awareness I guess which was really hard for me at first because <laughs> you know keeping my legs up and I'm scooting backwards and it was just like a lot different for me to learn what I need to do to keep up with other people so I'm I'm pretty proud how well I can you know mm-hmm. I, I mean to 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 even take it further and like make sure uh people understand why this is such a thing to be proud of essentially like a, a skill that you should be really really happy and proud of like uh, achieving like a vast majority of people in skydiving have no problem going fast. Fast majority. I am also one of those people that does not have a problem going fast. I am built like a brick. I fall super quickly. I don't have a lot of surface area. Like for a small percentage of people, they happen to be really short. They happen to really be really thin. Like that's just the type, the body type that's associated with this. It is hard to fly fast, especially on your belly, right? Because your body only bends so far in one direction, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it only yeah. been so far. So not only that, but then you start taking into consideration how to change your body, your wing essentially on the top half of your body and the bottom half of your body in a way that will help you go fast. So for a lot of people, it's bending the legs in, right? But now that also produces backsliding, right? Mm-hmm. So not only do you, are you trying to learn to fly faster, 
with that methodology, but you are also trying to stay close to the formation, which is being is being made more difficult by the fact that there's an imbalance in your body now, right? So you have to learn to fly all of the pieces of your body, your torso, your arms, and your legs all together at the exact same time in order to get down onto level. You have to do that a lot faster than the average flyer too as well, because you don't have that like speed just naturally built in in the same way that other people do. Other people only have to make minor corrections to begin with. You, in order to learn to get to go faster and to match other people's speeds, um, have to be very, very exaggerated in what you're doing. You can make things easier by wearing weight, you know, it just adds to your overall weight, but not everybody wants to do that. So um, you should feel really, really good about the fact that you went through that part, that type of progression, and you should feel really confident in the fact that like now you're doing what you need to do. Like you're feeling good in it. You're feeling confident in it. Like you should definitely put, pat yourself on the back. I can think of at least like three other people that I know went through that same, that same type of progression and like you guys all should feel really good about the fact that like you're, you're where you're at. So. Yeah. And I've like, you know, I've tried flying with like weights before and stuff too, but I never owned one. I didn't really want to get stuck, you know, mm -hmm. not a crutch, but you know, I just wanted to, cause I there's, it's a bunch of dudes out there to be honest. I mean, there's some <laughs> smaller female flyers, but not many. So usually jump with a bunch of dudes. So you just got to keep up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. All right, Travis, we well, feel like you're doing well. Well, it's the same, same thing. And, and I guess to add to that, um, like you said, all points to your body and, and really getting a solid, you know, mantis and, and being able to have control while increasing your speed. And we were, we both, me and Brittany both had that same perspective of wanting to be good belly flyers before we transitioned into, um, sit flying or, or free flying. And, and, you know, we've noticed a lot of that where people want to jump into free flying and I understand it. It's a lot of fun. It's exhilarating. I mean, we have had some of our, our best jumps recently. We get to the ground and we're just jacked, you know, because we <laughs> did something right. And we didn't, we didn't anticipate to do so well, you know, going into a sit position. So I understand wanting to get there, but um, I've never used weights. And as I mentioned earlier, um, I, I believe the tunnel helped a lot with me getting a solid foundation for my mantis position. And I use that a lot. Um, I make myself very small and, um, and, and that's, that's my best weapon when I'm trying to catch up to people because yeah, I I'm 140 pounds. I'm five foot six and it takes a lot of effort to, to catch up and, it's, it, you know, it's been a slow progression that was painful at first and, and difficult at times. And you really are kicking yourself when you get to the ground and you know what you did wrong and you couldn't catch up or, or even worse, you come in too fast and you, you funnel things or screw up a formation, but you gotta, you gotta crawl before you can walk, you know, mm -hmm. and that's all part of the learning experience. And we've been blessed to have a, a great group of peers that don't get down on us if we screw up a jump. And we just discuss how things could have went better. So it's not just us, it's the other people that we've jumped with that are willing to share their insight, and not just get mad and have this perspective like we wasted their money, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. That's got to, I mean, started doing it again more this summer and it is very fulfilling. It's really cool to see people like super excited and like really, ex you know, it feeds, it feeds kind of your soul. It feeds a little bit of like, sure. you know, what, what you need is, or what I need as like an instructor. It's very fulfilling. We live vicariously through those people, you know, yeah. and, and there's even some experienced jumpers that 
they get that way. You get to the ground and you're high fiving and, and mm-hmm. it's just a belly jump, you know? And for them, like they're head down shredders and, yeah. and they're still just jazzed about you getting together and, and it could be something just rudimentary, but you know, it still went well and they're mm-hmm. smiling ear to ear. So yeah, we're blessed with a lot of awesome people at RDZ and I'm sure a lot of other DZs um, have, have groups of people that they're fond of but ours just seems extremely unique you know ours is better than yours ours is cool our group yes, is cooler yes. than you know, i'll let sam say that yeah <laughs> uh, all right that's fair when you encountered really difficult situations like maybe with progression or maybe you were frustrated about something or maybe what whatever whatever difficult situation or jump um that you had to deal with like how did you motivate yourself through that like, what did you tell yourself? What did you, what kind of guidance did you seek? Like, how did you motivate yourself through that, through that situation? Kind of a yeah. deep question. Sorry. <laughs> I think just, tr- I tried to get as much advice about it as I could before I even signed up for the jump. So ask coaches or more experienced people than you, um, mock it up. Mock-ups always really helped me. And then I think the biggest thing is your advice, honestly, is, um, visualizing your jump before you go I think that's like probably yeah you oh (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah my first jump you're like okay just what are you gonna do on this jump close your eyes so ever since you told me that I I do that before my jumps it really helps so all right yeah same thing and I think the nerves a lot too you know kind Mm -hmm. of take some deep breaths and visualize Mm -hmm. how it's supposed to go so yeah i i would say the same thing and also uh there's a lot of resources out there especially on on youtube um you know with the hop and pops for instance that was really a hard one for me to wrap my mind around and the 3500 and and then you know i found a youtube video that explained kind of the science behind um the altitude that you cover when you leave the plane at 3500 feet and and why you have so much time and I was able to visualize it a lot better after watching that video and it really calmed my nerves to realize like okay I'm I'm starting my fall rate at zero miles per hour when I'm leaving the plane at 3500 feet so I where in, in your head and I think most people do this, if not everybody, because it seems like everyone is scared of their hop and pops and rightfully so the ground is so low, you know, you're thinking of what it's like when you're at 5,000 feet, when you're deploying and, you know, you're moving at 120 miles an hour and, you know, it's just a couple of seconds and, and everything changes. We're here. That's not the case. So that, that helped me a lot with that in particular. Um, but yeah, asking questions. I mean, just the support and people um, reassuring me that I got this and and basically they've all been there too. Even the the best skydivers at, at the drop zone, they started somewhere. So mm-hmm. that helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about both of those answers because they're, they're, they're both things, uh, both really good things to talk about. Um, so just to start with the with the hop and pops, right? It's it's not funny that you say that, but it's it is funny that you say like everyone's worried about it. <laughs> like everyone's really concerned about it like when they first do it. It's true, like everybody is concerned about it. I was concerned about it when I first started, but I think what how you can change that um frightening feeling or that like super like feeling that instigates all this anxiety and stuff in you is how the instructor talks about it. 
when they first introduced the the subject itself. You know, some people um, like to talk about it as like, so this is a big deal. This is your emergency. Like they talk about it in the same way that they would they would talk about it as like they would cat see. Like this is the one where we let you go. It's a big deal. You know, and they put all this pressure on it right away. Whereas, you know, like, okay, so here's what you're doing. Here's why you're doing it. It's, it is technically practice for an emergency exit. We need to know, you know, that you can get out and like deploy in a certain amount of time just in case the the situation ever arises. It's pretty low pressure. You got tons of time. If you make a mistake, that's okay. Like if you don't do it in the right time, you got plenty of time to like recoup, like recuperate, whatever. Right. So I think how we explain these types of situations and the amount of pressure we put on them to begin with can make or break someone's experience with it. Um, I'm not always perfect in terms of uh, addressing how much stress someone can take in the first time they hear, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not always good at like anticipating it, but um, I definitely think it, it has more to do with how we're relaying the information right away and setting the whole, setting the stage essentially for the entire, you know, Part, like the entire jump um, can make or break it. That's why I don't say anything big about Cat C. Like, I don't say anything big, but I'm like, okay, cool. So we're going to let you go. You know, like, we're going to be right there. If we let you go, cool. Like, you have to earn it. Show me you can do it. Like, if you can do it, then I'll let you go. That's how it's, that's how it's going to be. But it's not like, I'm just going to let you go and see what happens. Like, fuck that. No, I'm not going to just, <laughs> I'm not going to just be like, <laughs> like, throw you to the wolves, right? Like, I, I set it up as like a challenge. Like, you have to earn this. If you earn it, I will give you the next, like, I will take you to the next step. Um, but if you don't earn it, we're not going to do it, you know, and it sets up things a little differently in people's brains, you know, takes the pressure off of stuff a little bit more, you know, or, sure. or redirects the pressure in a different way, you know? Yeah, that's very helpful. That's very helpful. That kind of stuff. And, and I was blessed to have a lot of really good coaches that I think took that exact approach that you just described. That's good. Good to hear. Um, to go back to what Britt was saying, though, way back in the day when four-way was super huge at our drop zone, when it was super, super huge, you would have these teams of four people in the plane and they would all just be sitting there with their eyes shut and you would like watch them do this like little dance thing where they, they'd have their eyes shut and they'd be like doing all of the different docks in a row over and over and over and over again so that they could really visualize the skydive. So it became second nature, right? So they weren't thinking about what came next in, in the sky itself. And like that same practice is applied to a whole bunch of different disciplines of skydiving. The one where I use it the most often these days is in angle or movement jumps. And then also in like big way, big way skydives too as well. And it's funny that you say that about one of your first AFF jumps, because I've gotten so many people looking at me me in the weirdest way when I say that to them uh these days like I'll say okay close your eyes just visualize and they're like what like yes just shut your eyes right now and visualize what it is yes. like visualize what you're supposed to do on the sky I'm like you want me to shut my eyes in the yes I want you to shut your eyes in the like please just, just <laughs> do it <laughs> it's very funny it's very funny yeah. that you mentioned that so what's the hardest thing about being on the drop zone as a new skydiver I'd say not so much anymore, but definitely when I first started, like being an introvert, like just the intimidation of it all um, and like <laughs> getting over the embarrassment because you're going to mess up and <laughs> you're going to get the Y stance from Carrie at some point. So, <laughs> that was like the hardest part for me. It was just it was intimidating and you just, you know, just got to keep showing up and it got a lot easier. So. Yeah, um, trying to take in all the information. Uh, there's so much information and you had said it earlier that, you know, sometimes people aren't ready for, mm -hmm. for that info and, and 
Um, there, there are moments where when you learn something that seems so obvious, you're like, you know, why didn't they tell me that on the first day of AFF, you know, but it's really just focusing on getting to the ground and doing what you're supposed to do when you're doing your first few skydives. And, and, uh, there is a lot and you don't start to realize like how much there is to unpack until you have been in the sport for a while. So yeah, Mm -hmm. in the beginning it's, very, very overwhelming because of that. And in your mind, you're just like, I just, I'm just trying not to die. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's a, there's a balance to it, right? Like there's a balance to the information that you give them. Like part of being a good teacher or a good instructor, or even really a good learner is like understanding where your threshold is, you know, understanding what the threshold is for like received information and it changes for everybody. So every person you interact with is, it's kind of an experiment. You're kind of like gauging, like at what point do their eyes glaze over? At what point do they stop? (laughs) Like at what point am I, you know, like who, who is able to take in more information than the average skydive skydiver, you know, like, or the average jumper. So it's, there is like a nice baseline to follow for most people, but then obviously like you have people on either end of that baseline that are, you know, like spiking in one direction or the other. It's easier said than done, I guess, for some people, you know, and some folks just don't, don't get it. They're like, oh, but tell me this. Like, if I tell you this, you're going to forget this other thing that I need you to be focused on, you know? Yeah. There's studies behind it as far as, you know, you only being able to learn something like, you know, seven things in an hour or whatever yeah. the statistics are. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, there's, there's just so much information and new jumpers don't realize. And and we're not even you know there yet to where we completely understand all the fundamentals of it. And even talking about things that, you know, jump run and yeah. things seem like second nature to people with a lot of skydives. It gets easier over time, though, wouldn't you say? Like you start oh, to retain absolutely. more and more information. Absolutely. You know? yep. absolutely. And and you feel a lot more comfortable, um, you know, putting yourself in situations that you're uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. the more information that it seems like it's just easier to retain because uh, once you get the fundamentals, you understand some of the things better that you didn't understand in the beginning. So yeah. Yep. It makes sense. You you can make direct correlations between things that happened like a year ago versus, exactly. you know, yeah. yeah, yep. I get it. Um, in terms of like intim- feeling intimidated at the drop zone, like I feel you girl. <laughs> I was 18 when I first started skydiving. I was this kid. <laughs> it, uh, it's just, it was bad. I, I worked at the drop <laughs> zone. And so like, I was intimidated by anything and everything. And the other thing too, I had no life experience. Like I grew up in Baldwin. So I went from Baldwin high school right over to skydive twin cities you know like all these people were so cool and they were awesome and amazing and like these women there were women there there was a ton of women when i first started skydiving that i really looked up to and i found to be very very intimidating and those people those women now are like my best friends so that being said though like what can we do in your opinion what can we be doing to make things a little bit easier or a little bit more approachable for newer skydivers so that they don't feel as intimidated so they feel more comfortable reaching out, asking questions, you know, involving themselves more often? Yeah, I just think, you know, maybe just, you know, announcing that your instructor or like, you know, Mikey right away was just like, hey, my name is Mikey. If you have any questions, like, let me know. Or just like, you know, because when you first show up at the drop zone, you don't know who anybody is or let mm-hmm. alone who knows what. So especially if you're introverted, it's a little bit harder. But um, or, you know, I like when we have safety day and stuff. And I like when people join that and, you know, who to ask questions to and, you yeah. know, and, 
you know, inviting people to stay for the fire because that's, you know, where you're usually going to learn the most information. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, and Mikey's a great name drop. I mean, we all know <laughs> him and love him. And mm -hmm. he is a master at making people feel comfortable. He's got and a ton so, of experience doing it too. He does. He's Tons just, experience. You know, you, whether he's a natural coach, because we're meeting him at this stage in his life where he's a phenomenal coach in a lot of facets. Um, but yeah, that, that he's just a really good example of the encouragement that he instills in people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like one of the things that he said to me when he introduced me to a bunch of these ninjas in the sky, he says, this is Travis, he's going to be a really good flyer. And it just made me feel good for him to say yeah. something like that, you know, and I'll still, I'll remember that forever. Just that one statement, how it made me feel so invited into this mm -hmm. group of awesome skydivers and you know that motivated me in tough times I thought about that that I didn't want to let this person down that told these people that I was going to be this awesome flyer so it's like when I'd have doubt I'd remember that statement like uh, you know you can do this and and it I carried that a long way you know Mm -hmm. I think another thing is like well, we were kind of touching on it earlier but like more experienced jumpers like reaching out to jump with more less your less experienced people like mary for instance like she had like right after i got my a she offered to jump with me and it was an awful jump and right away i got down <laughs> like what can we do different and she took me right back up and that like built my confidence so much and i learned so much just because i had someone teaching me you know okay. so it's easy to talk about right now but sometimes can be a little bit harder to talk about in like a public setting so i appreciate you guys being candid about this stuff like and being honest about how you feel about it like thank you so much if you could go back and change something about your progression, what would it be? I'd say, yeah, having people work with me more on my canopy skills, like um, probably even filming some of my earlier jumps. I wish I would have done that. Um, but yeah, just having more people keep an eye out or film my landings and just a little bit more instruction on what I could be doing better. Okay. More people reaching out. All right. I would say... Um be a little less cautious than I was me in particular um as we talked about you know how long it took me to get my a license I didn't need to be that cautious and, and I just didn't understand things well enough to know that I'm driving what's equivalent of a city bus up there <laughs> you know <laughs> for these these canopies you know that, that that are the student gear that um is pretty darn safe and and you know it took me a lot longer than it needed to so i think i would have changed that okay i mean it's better to be cautious to be i mean to be especially Absolutely. to begin with it's definitely better to be cautious but hindsight's 2020 20, you know like okay well it I is. knowing now what what you know knowing what i know now that yeah. that's how i look at it you know where i didn't know that like you said it is better to be cautious and I was very intimidated. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, I think too, like what you get is like, as you go, you have a baseline for what is like normal, like a normal amount of caution or like, um, you have a better baseline when you receive new information or you go off on new skydives, you know, you have, you look at this jump, like I've never done this before. Or I only done this a couple of times. Like I need to be more cautious about this because of, you know, because it's new information, but some of these other things that I'm a little bit more affiliated with is, you know, I can, I can let some of that caution go and I can be a little bit more confident about this or try something new, you know, and push myself in this, in this regard, how I wouldn't push myself before. So that's, yeah, like, that's totally fair. 
Next question. If you had one piece of advice for other students or new students that are starting now, what would it be? Well, the obvious, uh, ask questions and talk to as many people at the drop zone as you can. <laughs> we can't emphasize on that enough, though, because uh, one of the things I noticed with a lot of students, because it's intimidating, um, they kind of freeze up. They, they, they aren't asking a lot of questions and they do need to be reminded, which uh, that is one of the things that I do pay attention to when I'm in that area where students hang out is I encourage that um, because I get that it's in intimidating and it is scary and you kind of freeze up a little bit. And, mm -hmm. and I know that we've said that a bunch of times and people say that all the time is to ask questions, but really like there's no stupid questions. And I think sometimes people feel that way that it was oh, this dumb of me to ask. Wasn't this already covered? And yeah. It just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's important stuff mm -hmm. and you're going to have to go over it over and over and over again. You know? Yeah. All very relatable. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, what are your current goals for future skydiving, you know, jumping career? Like, do you want to get ratings? Do you want to get into one specific discipline really, really heavily? Like, where do you want to go with this moving forward? Yeah, I don't think I'm looking for ratings or anything I definitely want to get more into free flying um and tracking because eventually I want to learn how to wingsuit um mm. I want to be you know able to be a jack of all trades I want to be able to do a little of everything and I think I need that I need to be able to switch things up a little bit so I don't think there's like one specific thing I want to work on but I just want to yeah improve my skills in all areas I guess you want a wingsuit huh yeah I think that'd be fun nice <laughs> I know people are, so don't love it, but I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I mean, me personally, wingsuiting is not for me. I've done it, said I did it. Like, I don't have great experiences with wingsuits. That's just something that's like a Sam thing, I think. Um, it's a straight jacket. That's why I would not do it. That's why I don't want to do it. <laughs> oh, I've heard. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, that's super cool. There are not a lot of female uh, wingsuiters out there. So that's pretty, it would be really cool be really cool to have more representation you know in all mm -hmm. the different disciplines nice yeah what about you what about you trav um so definitely you know staying healthy and safe to be able to do this as long as possible is a goal um mm -hmm. so yeah safe progression i mean a lot of the same things that Brittany said we 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 have this vision of wingsuiting together mm -hmm. um you know just flying through the sky and it's like, cause she skis, I snowboard and now she's trying to learn how to snowboard. And we look at it as like carving fresh powder, right? Going up and being able to hit the best powder runs you've ever hit up on a mountain and mm -hmm. you're doing it at 13,000 feet. And it just, it sounds like a blast, you know, we can mm -hmm. see it like it already happened. So that is a huge goal for us, but that mainly just to, you know, at 35, like you said, we got a lot of time here to progress in the sport as long as we do it properly. And I, I remember um, something that Izzy had said about her dad um, not having really any injuries and in all the years that John has been in the sport. Um, you know, that's amazing to me that, mm -hmm. that someone like him who owned a drop zone and thousands and thousands of jumps has managed to, I mean, from the sound of it, and I don't know the history of it, but she made it sound like he's never really had any major injuries. And that would be a that's a goal of mine that would be amazing if we could go a couple decades without no major injuries <laughs> yeah i feel you i feel you 
Um, that would be super cool. I, I want to touch a little bit about what you said about doing things together. Cause this is kind of a unique perspective. There's not a ton of skydivers out there that have this perspective in the same way, um, that maybe you guys do. There is something very satisfying and very touching to some extent in relation to skydiving with your partner. You know, mm -hmm. like there's something Absolutely. really cool about that. Um, it sets apart uh, your jumps from other ones, you know, like you get more fulfillment out of it when it's somebody you really care about or somebody you have like a, a very different connection with than like a friend or, you know, another coworker or something like that. Like there's something really, really cool about doing a two-way with your partner. There's nothing like it. Well, yeah. It's like, can you talk about that at all? Or do you want to talk about that at all? Like, yeah. I mean, ever since he got his A license, it's been pretty awesome. I was very wish waiting very patiently for that. Um, but we pretty much always have a partner to jump with, which is pretty awesome. And I feel like we almost have like ESP up there. Like we fly super well together. And I don't know that. Yeah, there is just nothing like it. And like, like the first time I did a sit fly, and I was so jacked, and I was like, "Babe, did you say that?" And like, you get to have the ground and yeah, can celebrate with each other and. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's unbelievable. It is, it is unbelievable because, you know, you, we all have a, a pretty deep connection at the drop zone period, but then you want to talk about with your partner and, and, you know, I, I can't remember who it was that told me this, but said, you know, then you, you never uh, are met with resistance when you're going to be spending the time at the drop zone going and jumping because they're there with you too, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, on the, on the flip side of it, it's scary in, in certain moments, you know, mm -hmm. we worry about each other, um, period as skydivers, if something is, you know, someone has a cutaway or a, a malfunction and, and you're seeing it and it's your friend and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, and, and time goes so slow. And for her, she had a cutaway this year and watching it from a front row seat, it's like, okay, you know, chop, chop. And it felt like. <laughs> taking her you know so long because i'm just like so frightened watching this firsthand as but you're more informed too like you're more informed than like the average partner is you know so if i dated a woofo and he had no context for what was happening like you know what's happening so you're that much more concerned about the situation at hand like that's fair that's totally yeah yeah so you know there's there's that too but that's part of what makes it so exciting you know and and with her cutaway it was it was really cool. We we get to the ground and and you know it was like oh my gosh we we recapped you know what happened and we just embraced each other. I'm so happy that she was okay and on the ground. And immediately I hop on my uh, e bike and go recover her main canopy and come back with it in a few minutes. And it was just a really exciting e experience for her to make it through unscathed. You know so. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think all aspects of jumping with your partner is just phenomenal. The highs and the lows, and you just are sharing an unforgettable experience that you guys are going to remember the rest of your lives, you know, yeah. and you're it together. Like, it's just, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I think you, I want to go back to like the ESP comment. For some couples, like you guys have amazing communication and like, it's only, it's only, um, e like it only gets easier and easier to like, 
communicate in a situation like this where we can't talk to each other for a minute straight, you know, or for five minutes straight. Like we just know just based on their mannerisms or just based on their body language or, or what their facial expression is saying, like we know what they're feeling and we know what's happening. Um, so things we get, get to be a lot more subtle and you get to pick up on things a lot faster. So like, there's a whole nother level of like connection and communication going on when you're doing an activity like this with somebody, you know, so well, or you're so, so much closer to. So that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Well, it's pretty awesome too. Like sometimes we'll like get to the drop zone, jump on a load, have no idea what we're doing. And we'll just like jump out and like make it happen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are sometimes the best ones. <laughs> just like, yeah. oh. and we can awesome. just follow each other's lead, which is nice. So <laughs> we recently had one out of the, the 182 and, and it was exactly like that. We got there and we just hopped on and had no idea and we just won it. And it was a great jump, you know, and it was just at 10,000, but somehow we connected a few times and just, yeah, we were just in sync. So. Cool. Um, so last question, last question here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big question. You ready? Requires a really big answer. <laughs> How has skydiving changed your life so far? Yeah. We were waiting for this question. Yeah, right. <laughs> 180 changed my life. I was like, I don't want no man. I don't want no <laughs> and me travis and all of a sudden yeah Yeah. two years deep living together yeah ellie's like have a kid yeah Yeah. it's pretty awesome though yeah we we both have the same answer really yeah you know we we just we fell head over heels with each other and it's just uh so many parts of our life that it's not just in the sky that we're in sync and we're sort of opposites in the way that we think and our approaches to life and and our interactions with people and it just somehow works (laughs) oh it's so cute i'm gonna puke (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and so many other ways too i mean the great people that we've both met i mean i know Brittany agrees with that and the relationships that we that we've built were you know i mentioned we could not see each other sam for years and mm-hmm. nothing would change it would it would yeah. still be the same as it is today it, you know it's it's a second family for us and first thing i noticed when coming to the drop zone me and clay drove there together and one of the first people i met was mikey mm-hmm. and you know he's he's all smiles and inviting and just super encouraging and and you know we were talking about some of the other things I do because he was asking questions about me and I told him my slack line and and do that religiously and he's like well this this is gonna be nothing this will be easy compared to that you know and it just struck me how you know everybody was so nice and the energy at the drop zone was like no other place I had ever been before. And mm-hmm. it, it just makes sense with the type of people that me and Brittany are to um, have met at a place like the drop zone, where it is one of the most unique places on the planet that I have ever been to. Mm-hmm. I mean, who can shoot flamethrower guns and then go <laughs> down the runway naked? I mean, how could you not? <laughs> yeah. And that was, so that is our first night. We, we did a, a jump run uh streaky down oh my yeah, god yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like oh, oh my god you. <laughs> that's awesome that Up is five in the morning yeah <laughs> that yeah. is funny that is super funny i can't believe you guys have done i didn't even know they were doing them these days like oh my gosh i thought it was something that had faded out with like the party culture 
Holding the tradition strong, Sam. Yeah, good for <laughs> you guys. Who who got who took you out on yours? If you don't mind me asking, who was the who was the person Sophie, that started it? Sophie's idea. Of course, she was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she she still won't like let it down. Yeah. She's like, I feel responsible for this. She'll yeah. say, well, regarding us, so yeah, she's she's proud of that moment. That's for yeah. sure. That's funny. That's awesome. It's calmed down quite a bit, you know, but but still, like way back in the day, it was like nuts, nuts so stuff. So that's pretty funny. That's awesome. You guys got that checked off. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So you guys ready to play a game? Yeah. Ready? Okay. We're gonna play 20 questions. Ooh. And we can play a few times if you guys want to, if you have the time. If you don't have the time, that's understandable too, as well. Okay. But I'm going to pull up my little list of things to pick from here. The rules of the game are that I am something on the drop zone. I am not alive. Okay. But I could be anything on this on the drop zone. Okay. Could be anything. And actually, like when I get other people in here too, as well, like tunnel people, I'm going to be like, I could be anything in the tunnel, <laughs> like, or anything in the sun. <laughs> so, so we'll change it. So anyway, so I'm not alive. I'm an inanimate object. I'm always found on the drop zone. All right, I'm gonna mark down how many questions you got. You guys can work together. That's totally fine. Does it have three holes? No. Okay. That eliminates that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you practice in it? No. Okay. Is it, is it jumping out of an airplane? <laughs> <laughs> it is not jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> Sorry, Ellie. <laughs> We won't count that question. <laughs> okay. Um, is it smaller than your hand? No. Yeah, and I'm trying to think because she said you don't find it anywhere but at a drop zone. Mm -hmm. Does <laughs> it hang from the ceiling? No. Okay. If you guys need a clue at like number 10 or something like that, let me know and I'll I'll let you know. Yeah, it sounded like we will. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is it a parachute? It is not a parachute. I won't, I won't count Ellie's questions because these are throw. We got a celebrity <laughs> here. Already sub coming in. She's she's popping her head in every now and then, and now she's hanging out on the couch listening to us. <laughs> uh, All right. We're at question number four. You've you've asked four questions so far. So you said it wasn't smaller than your hand. Right. You said. It doesn't hmm. hang from the ceiling. It doesn't have three holes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, because there's so many objects that I was thinking of that are smaller than your hands. Yeah, that was a really good that. question. Yeah. yeah, man, Sam, you're just really making <laughs> our brains work here at nine o'clock. Is it? Yeah. Is it usually located inside the hanger? Yes. Do you wear it? No. This is hard. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You got to know which questions to ask. You know, that's yeah. the hard part is, is the process of elimination really early on. And then you can get more specific, you know, you gotta, you gotta ask all the general questions first. You, do you take it with you on a skydive or is it something you leave in the hangar? Um, I'm just going to say no to the first part of that question. Okay. Okay. Yes or no questions only. Oh, okay. Sorry. I forgot to say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you don't take it with you on a skydive. But it's skydive related. I love this game. This good is such one. a fun game. <laughs> a good one. I, I'm I'm 
my brain is struggling here. So it's in the hangar, in the hangar, you don't you don't take with you in the skydive. It's bigger than your hand. Um, yeah, because I'm thinking of like packing tools yeah, and all that stuff. Like, man, yeah. Sorry. And you said it, yes, if it has three holes, so yeah. that would eliminate <laughs> one ball. Yeah. And it's not the thing you hang your picture up on because it doesn't hang. Yeah, what is that even called? I don't know what it's called either. I. That's a good question. <laughs> Lorac. Yeah, sure. Sure. You guys are at seven questions right now. Oh, oh my one. gosh, we got 13 more. Yeah. <laughs> um, does it have carpet on it? No, it does not have carpet on it. Is it something that would be in the main packing floor area? It could be. <laughs> <laughs> How many questions we at, Sam? You are at 10 now. Okay, mm -hmm. we need a clue. Yeah. Okay. It's a learning tool. Okay. People people use it as a learning tool. That might be too specific. That might have given away. Like in a few questions. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. Um, it's a learning tool. Is it made of wood? No. Okay. Yeah, because you were thinking of the, the uh, boards. Yeah. You were thinking the belly the boards. You're talking about the boards? Wait. No, I was thinking of the, like, the little guy that you can. Oh, use. yeah. No. Oh. Oh, I thought she was to say with the belly boards. No, why would those be in the packing area? I don't know. You never know. Maybe it's rain. <laughs> maybe it's raining on. <laughs> okay, Is it the harnesses, like the mock-up harnesses? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures, the picture postcards of like, is it there? Is it square? You know, like that you're um, going through training. Oh yeah. No. The Function yeah, no function photos. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> oh man. In the in the mock-up thing is carpet on it, right? So that's not that like the thing you lay on. The what? Yeah. The oh the um the archomatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. The archomatic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you another clue when you get to five questions left. You got one more question. So after this one, I will give you another clue. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> it's a learning tool, so is it hung up on the wall? Yes. Um, <laughs> is it? Yeah, no, more ums. Uh, is it the winds aloft? No. What are we at? Do we get another clue? Yep. Uh, if you want one, yeah. <laughs> you're you're whispering to each other. Is it this? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a picture? Yes. It's not the no, the... the the aerial picture of the drop zone. It is the aerial. Oh, Good man. job. <laughs> Good job. The hanging on the wall one. I was like, just ask it. Just ask that question. Good job. Yeah. Winds aloft. I was like, wait, isn't that different from the picture? But I didn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Winds aloft is the little sheet of paper. The aerial. My next clue was going to be you look at it every day. Like okay. every yeah. single day you look at it. Yeah. Nice. Well done, guys. That was awesome. awesome. Nicely done. Yeah, you had yeah, three yeah. questions left. Well done. That was oh, a yeah. yeah, it was. <laughs> um, if you guys want to play one where I guess you guys can absolutely do that. If you guys want to be done though, I understand. It's up to you. <laughs> They're whispering. They're whispering, so I don't hear it. I love it. <laughs> okay, fine. You can oh, wait, hold on. We got one more input. <laughs> <laughs> We got one. Oh, yeah. Sam, Sam's turn. All right. Sam's turn. Do I ever get in the airplane? Yeah, you can if you want. You could, yeah. 
All right. <laughs> let me let me change that just based on your answer. Let me change that there. That's two questions, Sam. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You guys keeping count because I'm not going to keep count. Yeah. Take any advantage I need to here. Um. So to clarify that, is I it, do I get on the plane for every skydive? No. Okay. Got it. So you could, but you don't necessarily have to take it on there. Okay. All right. Am I electronic? No. Not so that pretty much cancels out half our gear. <laughs> so it's not an AD, it's not an it's not an audible, it's no longer a GoPro or a camera or anything that goes along with that. It is not an ultimate. Well, it could be an altimeter, but it's not a viso altimeter. Okay. Am I worn by people? No. Okay. Well, so it's not good. Some people do. Well, that would be no. Not no, because I think that that would be too confusing. Okay. Then yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not worn by people. All right. Well, Am I something students use? I mean, yeah, I guess a student. Yeah. Yeah. Do students typically use me? Like, that's, that's a better clarifying no, question. They, no, they do not typically use you. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you guys are whispering to <laughs> each other. I love it so much. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm not electronic. Students typically don't use me. I sometimes get on the airplane. You could sometimes get on the airplane. Yeah, so I sometimes get, I could sometimes, I could, which is very, that's very gray. That's very gray. <laughs> that's not black or white at all. Um, okay. Am I a piece of gear? Um, no. Something that stays outside? No. Could I hold it in one hand? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Am I made of fabric? No. Mm. Well, no. No, no. No, that wouldn't be fat. No. Okay. You're, you're <laughs> I'm right. good. I have a good idea. I have a good idea of what I am, but I'm going to drag this out for like entertainment purposes. <laughs> okay. You got, you're at 10. So. <laughs> am I made of metal? Yes. <laughs> uh, am I available for purchase at the front desk? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm a packing tool, aren't I? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Those last two, those that that, yep. that guy right there. <laughs> All right, nice. I was like, because I could ask other questions, but they're too broad spectrum. I'm like, okay, do employees use them? Like, yes, yeah. obviously, but also other people <laughs> use them. So, All right, nice. That was fun, guys. Yeah, yeah good one. Fun. Yeah. Ellie wanted you to guess the whole hanger. She's like, the whole hanger. I mean, that would have been a good one. That would have yeah, been a really been good, good one. one. And so obvious. That it would have been difficult. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it would have been one of those ones that's like, like, well, duh, okay, the hang, like, oh, of course, you know, like, oh, of course, you're the hanger. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been a good one, Ellie. Save it for the next episode, okay? Yeah. Okay. Save it you'll for, be on, maybe you'll be on Sam's podcast when you're a skydiver when you're 18. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ellie yeah. She wants to be a skydiver. I know that. You've told me that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's late, huh? It's a, it's late, isn't it? <laughs> she loves it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. This has been a blast talking to you. Um, thank you for donating your time to this project. I really appreciate it. Time is of the, you know, time is super precious. So thank you guys for being on here and sharing your time with me. 
Um, I learned a lot about you guys, so that's pretty cool. Like, that's pretty rad. Um, I hope everybody else learned a little bit more about you guys and maybe a little bit uh, through your shared experiences. So thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, I was just telling Clay how, like, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of this and listening to your podcast. You're really good at it. Oh, mm -hmm. thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, I, I <laughs> really see it go somewhere, like, for real. Yep. And I was looking at I'll say I was looking up podcast trying to find yours and I couldn't find it and I had to go on your Instagram, but like I couldn't find any female led skydiving podcasts. So there's there's a handful of them out there. I honestly haven't listened to a lot of them. And like skydiving content is so dry. Super cut, it's super dry. And and really what it is is it's about the community, you know? Like it comes yeah. up in every single one of these episodes. People touch on like how the community is so cool and so like so welcoming and like they just feel embraced and like they find found their tribe of people. But the reality is is that we don't really get to know people outside of skydiving. A vast majority of the people that I would consider family members from like the skydiving world, I don't really know much about them. Like Britt, yeah. I didn't know what you did for work. That was new information for me. Like, I didn't know that about you at all. And that's something that you, you know, about a lot of people just moving around like day to day to day, you know, like people you don't even like really connect with or have any kind of like experience with, like, you know, the basics about, about that person, like from the get go, you know, and that's mm -hmm. not something that we learn about people. So to bring people closer or to bring people, you know, to get people invested in each other a little bit more, this is kind of where I was. Like, this is how I oriented the whole show. Like, that was the whole point. And it's, and it's like, again, like, I want to hear from people who are new to this, who I just met, who have, have all of these like memories really like deeply ingrained, like really fresh and really like ready to be, you know, like pulled from. And I want to hear about what I can do better as an instructor. What can I do better? Like, we don't talk about that on a daily basis with people, you know, we don't even talk about that just instructor to instructor, you know? Yeah. Um, and we don't have anything to relate to because it's been 10 years since we were in your shoes, you know? So it's like, you only remember so much. So it's important, I think, to keep rehab or keep bringing this stuff up and asking these questions of people who have this fresh, you know, this fresh information to, to share. Um, I, I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I feel that way. I just want to be better. I want to be better at what I do. I want to be a better instructor, better coach. Like, how do I get there? What do I need to change? Like, how can I make people feel more comfortable? You know? Absolutely. And that mentality is what has made it. I mean, we, I have, I'm sure Brittany has too, have noticed a ton of growth in you. And I liked you when I met you. So um, I could tell that um, how you're on this journey of improving yourself and self-reflection because that's that stuff is difficult. That was what my intent was with all of this is to like, just increase your self-awareness, increase like what you're, what you're doing wrong, like what you can be doing better, you know, what you're doing really well at, like that kind of stuff. So, and then also getting to know people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, yep. and that's exactly what I was going to say. It's such a well-rounded lesson because it, it will help the drop zone. It'll mm -hmm. help you in your personal life to be able to um, stop and have a conversation when you're feeling somebody's energy's off and they're not, and they're not in a good place. And mm -hmm. you ask them, um, when they snap at you, I've noticed this at work. Um, if a customer is losing it and I ask them if they're okay, it literally will stop them in their tracks yeah. when they're yelling at me. And yep. it's crazy when you have that self-control versus just being angry at somebody, cause that's mm -hmm. easy, but it makes things more difficult. Thank you. I appreciate that. Again, I appreciate you guys you know, donating your time to this and then listening to me, you know, 
troubleshoot and like I appreciate you being honest with me. No, too. this is great. All right. So thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Um, everybody listen in next time. Uh, we've got another episode coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. Blue skies. Be safe. Have fun jumps. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Sam. <laughs>